Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I can't imagine Cam is a porn star. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. Well, you I'm probably glad. shouldn't. Yeah, thank you for not <laughs> trying. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. That person speaking over there is my mother. She is. Why are you pointing? So obviously they can't see that you pointed at me. Well, you're the only other person on this microphone. So that's my mother. She's a self-proclaimed sex expert, cougar, and by her definition, the world's oldest living millennial. Yes. And proud of it. And my son over here pointing to him that you can't see is Cam Poder. And he is a self-proclaimed Santa comic, mime clown, and America's Got Talent, one of the human fountains. Together, we talk about sex in order to make you laugh, give you a sex tip, and destigmatize the whole conversation around sex. And today will be no exception to the rule, but we'll get to that in a minute. Can we just say we have a phenomenal guest on the show? She's hilarious. Her she's... name is Kate Quigley. She's a stand-up comedian. And she's going to be like Joan Rivers one day. She's so open and honest and so authentic. We, yeah. we talk, In this episode, we talk about virginity stories we talk about wait who, i thought we're not talking about till after our our house i got excited about it all right we'll go back to housekeeping we'll get back to her in a minute all <sighs> right all right what did you want to say i want to talk about patron okay so can do it quickly though i'm um, doing it quickly i'm just going to say it really helps us patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom it's a membership program where you can help out any creator but especially us and we want to thank financially it's a membership program so if you like it's a free podcast if you want to give some money to us because we're doing a free podcast we, we're very grateful for that yes and we have Davy Jones who's our latest patron we want to thank David Jones for, for being a very de- generous donor yes and on to oh so if you want to donate to sex talk with my mom the, um, go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom if you want to just give us some love and, and uh, help us out in terms of search results you can go to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a review. It's, it really helps us. It does help. Even a lot. if you're just on our Facebook page and want to review that. Right. Any reviews are very helpful. If you're listening to our podcast and loving it and you want to make sure we keep doing it, we have to have some love from you okay. by right. rating a review. Okay. And also, if Wait, you want so to talk to us, we, we want to talk to you. What? I was supposed to read this. Were you going to read a rating and review? Yes. There you go. Read very it. funny. Five stars by Open Mike Jesse. Cracks me up every time. These mothers' son team is great. Ah, that's a nice Thank short, you, Open concise. Mike Jesse. Like it. Yeah. Oh, he probably is Should a comedian be, too. Yeah. And it's short, concise, like our intros are supposed to be. <laughs> okay, moving right along. If you'd like to get in touch, we'd love to hear from you. We have a voicemail and, and a hotline. There, We have a hotline where you can leave us a voicemail or send us a text. It's yes, text mom. When you say hotline, it sounds like it's some sort of like a crisis mode. It's, it's just, it's not a hotline. It's just a phone line. Some people think of hotlines as like sex hotlines. Right. Well, you, you think you, of it as like a suicide hotline. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. So moving on to our guest. Our guest. No. No, no. we're not there yet. Okay. Sponsor. Oh, yes. Smiling dick. We talk about this many times in this episode, actually. 
basically, I'm at a Climax Control training program. <laughs> you're, in, you're in the program. I'm on the, I'm on the program. I'm masturbating <laughs> with this, this jerk-off device every week. What week are you now? This, I think I, I just finished my fourth week. And uh, Are you getting like calluses on your dick? No. My dick is, seems to be in quite the same shape as it's always been. Uh, I'm gaining more awareness of when I come. Awesome. Um, I, it's working. I think the stop-start technique is also very, very helpful for this. And you're going to hear a lot more about this during our podcast. But, but basically, uh, if, that, you want, <laughs> if you want to help uh, last, if you want help lasting longer, go to smilingdick.com, enter promo code MOM, and you will get 15% off. And a money-back guarantee if you don't like it after like trying it for six weeks. Yep, it's a six-week trial. Try it out. Sex talk with my mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try it out. Smilingdick.com. <laughs> promo code mom. But you'll hear a lot more about it during this podcast. All right. So this podcast is Kate Quigley. You're going to hear about my obsession with quaaludes and sex. You're going to learn about Kate's career and how it affects her sex life. You're going to hear about her, all of our views on sex with friends. And very interesting, we talk about the connection between humor and attractiveness. And if they're mutually exclusive, can you be a hot, funny comedian? It turns out you can. Oh, yeah, because um, she, by the way, uh, this is the one bad thing about podcasts that you guys can't see. She's a very hot woman. Bombshell. Oh, bombshell wouldn't you say she's a bombshell yeah i'd say she's a fucking bombshell anyway she's amazing she's hosted the avn awards she's been on showtime she's, she's a she's a up hilarious and, stand-up comic she's up Why and coming her up and coming because she's like she's already she's came already, yeah she, <laughs> she came. came she's up she's came <laughs> no i mean you'll hear a lot more about her she has a podcast called hashtag date fails with yeah. kate quigley and, yeah. and we are going to be on there so if you would like to hear this hashtag check it date out fails all right on to the show. And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the Kate Quigleys. Woo! Wow! It fucking finally! You know why? Because one of our... One of Thank you, our, Jim. Our whack pack... Uh, Jim... Jimmy uh, has... So oh, Jimmy's... I, I, yeah, Jimmy and I... Now. One of our whack packers has uh, decided to uh, call me out on my... make Not being able to rhyme on these birds and the bees song. And you know what? I, I just have to say, I like not being able to rhyme. I'm, this time, I, but this time you were inspired I, I, to rhyme. I, I got inspired by it, but I just want you to know I may go back to my not being able to rhyme. I'm sure you will. All right. Stay tuned. Kate, welcome to the show. Woohoo! Thank you for having me. This is amazing. It's beautiful here. I really like it. It's good vibes in here. You have exposed cement right there, which makes it feel like you're in a basement, except <laughs> I know we're way above ground. So it's like, it's a, it's a great contrast. Yeah, for everybody, our studio is my second bedroom of my apartment. <laughs> you're it, so lucky that you have this in your house. It's and so easy. in unit laundry. In oh, the unit yeah, laundry huge. is freaking key. Oh, I want to just move in. Can I live in that closet? <laughs> I, you know what? I was thinking that you might say that when you came here. And yes, as long as you're neat. The, oh, the one thing it. that makes it a little awkward, though, recording in your apartment building is that I have to get in the car with all of our guests bef- into their car. That was my fault, though, because I wasn't prepared. No, no, this that's, happens that's with everyone, how we though. do it. That's how we do it. thing to be like, oh, I'm about to jump into your this stranger's car. I've jumped into cars. I like it. It's fun. <laughs> I've, takes... I've jumped into strangers' cars yeah. too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jumping into cars is fun. It's a new experience for me. Yeah. I mean, nowadays we all jump into strangers' cars constantly. Uber, it's called Uber. I know yeah. Uber is just like really. That's it's the weirdest game thing changer, ever. Yeah. isn't it? It's like all of a sudden you're talking to strangers, and it's. I think it's helpful. 
I think it's it's great in a way, but it's also like it's so creepy sometimes too. Like I don't know about you, but I've had I got in an Uber the other night and the driver was like, Was that your boyfriend? The guy I was talking to before I got in. And I yeah. was like, Why? He was like, I think I know him. Oh my god. What the fuck? And I was like, No, it's, it's not my boyfriend. And he was like, Who is he? And I was oh like, This god. is really invasive. <laughs> Very invasive. And I get invasive on with my Uber drivers all the time. For some reason I feel the need to ask Uber or Lyft drivers. I'm not I'm, I'm not picky. I asked him the same question. Has anyone ever had sex in your Uber or Lyft? Literally, I get the funniest answers. They must all say yes. No. Or do they go, what counts as sex? Uh, I get, I <laughs> yeah, get the crazy, <laughs> I get like, uh, not yet, but I hope so. You know, crazy stuff. And they the, probably think you're offering. Like, they why? Do. You they kind of get the wrong impression. So I, one guy says, I want to take you back to India with me. I'm like, okay, that's not going to happen. That's why, hilarious. Why do you provoke them like this? I'm this, curious. That's actually a really, I mean, it? but I would kind of, I never thought I about that. I record it too. I, see, I always wonder if it's legal to record them. I ask them. Oh, you ask permission. Is it okay if I record <laughs> this conversation? And I don't. They I don't go really do that. These are very awkward Uber Uber rides with my mom. I mean, <laughs> awkward Uber rides with my mom should be a spinoff podcast. I wanted to be it's like Seinfeld and Cars type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to be an Uber driver at one point so I could put a GoPro in there and yes. just and record my conversations with my passengers and mm-hmm. get them to That's sign what off. I'm talking about. Yeah, it's and like real sex and HBO or something. They won't let you. I contacted oh, really? both companies, really? Lyft and Uber, and See, they were like, like "Yeah, because great minds think alike." Because imagine if you hit someone while you're driving the Uber. Oh yeah, because oh. you're Oops. recording the conversation. It would be great Such a content. Good content. Great content. Could you imagine? No. Okay. Anyway, on with our show. On with the show. We got so sidetracked just now. So you do you do stand up comedy? I do. I saw you first perform like four years ago. That's so wild. Where at? It was like somewhere in Santa Monica. It was West Side, like, maybe. Yeah. It, it was actually like an, I. It, I don't four know. years ago. Yeah. God, I, it must have been really bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See that? No, I, I thought you were great. That. I still oh, remember you. Thank so you. It was great. It was. I think it was like an Irish pub or something like that. Probably. I mean, I would go up literally anywhere when I started, like a garage, a rooftop, like a party. People would be like, I heard you're a comedian. I'd be like, everyone sit down. (laughs) Were you always funny like during like high school and grammar school? Were you the class clown or anything like that? I was always a performer, like even as a little kid, but I wasn't always funny. But I remember... uh, like I, my parents, my parents, it was like a really ugly divorce situation in my house. There was a lot of fighting. And I remember always trying to be like, like comic relief as a kid, like oh, always wow. coming in the room and trying to like make jokes about what they were fighting about to calm <laughs> them down. Like even in like first grade, I remember. And because my, you want to deflect the, from the, the tension. It's exactly. a great call. And exactly. a lot of kids do that. I have a master's in school social work. Yeah. So I know that a lot of kids would do that. They would try to do things, even bad, bad stuff, to get attention so that the fighting would stop. But she's yeah. doing stand-up routines yeah. about their arguments. And, and <laughs> also, like, you know how ugly, I shouldn't say ugly, but you know how a lot of guys say, like, I couldn't get girls, so I learned to be funny? I swear to God, people don't believe me. I've got to put pictures up. I was so made fun of growing up like I was not cute I wasn't girly oh my god for our listeners and youtubers that are seeing her she's gorgeous well thank you and like a phenomenal body I mean like and and confident about it well thank you but I swear to you I wasn't I really really wasn't like I really didn't get kind of cute to the last 10 years I really think that I swear to god I swear to god just like I learned how to do makeup and get in shape and kind of like you move to LA you get I mean, I was, not no joke, flat chest, unibrow, mullet, bad teeth, like just not cute. So 
all my friends who would get attention from guys, I was like, I got to be funnier than them. I swear that's, that's what it was. Too. And that's why I got funny, to get more popular. Wow. So actually, I was I was with a group of people, and I was like, oh, this girl's coming on the show. Do you, have a, you guys have any questions for her? And one of them was like, wait a minute. Ugly guys are usually what you find in stand-up comedy clubs, right? Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> and, and, and it's mainly... You mean on stage or in the on audience? On stage. And, oh. and he, this, is his, this is his theory. He was like, most stand-ups that you see are going to be these heinous-looking dudes who had to develop yeah. like a sense of humor because they had nothing... No one else wanted to chat with them. Especially self-deprecating humor. Yes. And so he's like, so why is she... You know, how did she become funny? How did, you know, like, how did this all happen? Now... It, Granted, I know a lot of funny women who are extremely attractive, and I don't think they're mutual exclusive. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But yeah, Bonnie McFarland. I don't know if you know who she is. She's a really funny comedian. She's married to another Rich Voss, who's another like hilarious comic. But on their podcast, they do like a husband wife podcast. She said like Rich was like, man, I met this girl just a while ago. He's like, I met this girl Kate. You wouldn't believe it. She's cute and she killed. She was really funny. And Bonnie goes, she had to have been molested. Oh it was, my god! It was so funny. But I mean, like that's that's the thing is like people assume that you have to either have had some crazy Tragedy. trauma yeah. or you were. But the truth is, it's just I think you know I didn't grow up like. One, I wasn't that cute, and in your Midwest, right? Because we I'm from Ohio. Some, yeah, yeah. Uh, Where you, you guys do? Well, Chicago. no, Chicago, and I know you spent oh. time in Chicago at school. I did my yeah. research. Yeah, I went to college in Chicago. I love Chicago, but also my family. We lived in like a wealthy community, but we weren't wealthy at all. We were like the poor family in the wealthy community. Because once my parents split up. My dad quit paying child support for a while because he just quit his job. So my mom was trying to keep us in everything we were doing, but with no money. Mm. So it just became like, I think I always felt like I had to like find other ways to be accepted. I think that's really what it was. And just funny was the easiest, but I would get in trouble. Like in middle school and high school, my way of being funny would be to make fun of teachers. So wow. <laughs> I really would roast. I would be in class and roast, roast teachers. But I, I swear. You know, I could see. You have no fear type. Of, I mean, I saw you with uh, Joey Diaz. Aww. Is that his name? Yeah. I'm doing his show tomorrow. Okay. I watched how you acted with him, and I was thinking to myself, I'd be scared shitless because I, I, I must the have same a, thing. I must have an authority thing because I'm scared of cops and I'm scared of. Uh, he seems very intimidating. He's to so me. intimidating, and what? you're like really? throwing it right back at him. <laughs> no fear whatsoever. I don't know, man. I mean, I was never intimidated by him, but I think it's because I didn't really know who he was so much. Like I knew who he was, but I didn't really know his whole deal when I first talked to him. He called me. This is the best story, actually. I used to do these photos. I don't know if you guys saw them called In a Bikini. It was like a series. I haven't done one in a long time. But what I would do is I would wear a bikini and I would go places that you shouldn't be in a bikini like everyone else isn't. Like, like jury stage, duty. Right? Like jury duty. No, oh, I mean, jury duty? I, I did that eventually, but like a hospital or something. Right. And I would just walk down the hallway, pushing like a gurney, like totally act like I was just it was normal, not act weird. And I would have someone follow me and take photos and the photos wouldn't. The point wasn't to be sexy. It was to get people's reactions to what I was doing. And, Cam, you uh, love this because it's clowning. This is tremendous. Get some Cam does. Yeah, That's I was. Funny. I, you do? 
I don't not bathing suits, but weird. Well, maybe shit I like should that. do that. See, this and, is a great idea. Well, I mean, the reason I started doing it was because when I started doing stand up, everyone was like, "You can't still post hot photos," because I was still doing hot girl stuff, like fitness modeling and stuff, oh. right? So Joey called me one day. I'll never forget. I didn't really know who he was, but he doesn't know that. But he called me on the phone. He's like, "Kate Quigley, Joey Diaz." He's like, <laughs> "I just want to tell you that shit you're doing." Don't quit. That bikini shit is so funny. My wife and I, we sit around, oh, we wait, laugh. Wait, he's married? Oh, yeah. His wife is dope. He has a little girl, too. She's five. Oh, my God. So he's like, we sit around. We laugh at that. It is hilarious. Oh. You're a savage. Don't you listen to nobody that tells I you to stop. advice. And then he was like, I know you're not from here. If you ever need a family, you come have dinner with us. Wow. That's how he is for oh, real. Damn. And I'm getting chills saying it because it was like, the way he did it, I knew right away. It wasn't sexual. He wasn't hitting on me. He invited me to meet his family. He told me how much his wife loved me. And he was, once Joey was on my side and was like, I got you, it changed everything for me because people were like, oh, well, Joey respects her, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> Damn, that's cool. Yeah, but he's always been like, it's always been like that between us. So I guess from the beginning, I was just like, this guy is yeah. like, is like a real deal. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I guess it could, from what I saw, it was just a, it was a podcast episode and I was thinking, my God, the way they talk to each other, I'd be scared shitless. <laughs> well, he, like he's, he's raunchy as fuck. Totally. But, but he's that kind of conservative. I got, well, he's when he raunchy. was talking about like, well, I wouldn't, why would we do anal? Anal, it'd be like, well, I wouldn't want to do anal. I mean, he's like, I noticed that the stuff he was saying was kind of like, kind of, I want to. I don't want to say vanilla, but van- sure. vanilla. Yes, it was vanilla. No, no. no. <laughs> you calling him out as vanilla? No. I'm calling Joey no Diaz out as vanilla. No way. I can't wait to tell him about this you tomorrow. Can tell oh him. You can no, tell him. no, we will on the podcast because he was just telling me some story. I don't. I, he's gonna kill me probably, but he was just telling me a story about like coming on a spoon and feeding it. To oh somebody. my god! That was uh, not vanilla. I was okay. like, why haven't you told that on the podcast? It's crazy. That is I don't know. He was. He was like freaking out about something well you have some balls though i saw your like you hosted the avn 2016 yeah i mean that must have been kind of cool too that was really fun i had no idea what it what it would be yeah you were telling me you didn't have any clue who these porn stars even were before. not at all so when they asked you were you like uh i didn't okay. even know what the avn awards were <laughs> i swear to god i had no idea it, actually i found out the year before because they were thinking of using me for some red carpet stuff, like whatever, the red carpet interviews. And then I think they decided to use porn people for that. And I was like, all right, whatever. I, I forgot about it. And then I was in Ventura performing. After the show, these guys were like, hey, uh, we came out. So-and-so sent us here. We want you to host the AVN Awards. And I seriously was like, I don't, I don't remember. That's the porn thing? I don't oh. know. <laughs> and I was anxious to do it. Because I did my Playboy TV show already, and I was just nervous it would be too much adult. And as mm. much as I support that, I also like want to do. A, I want to act. Wanna be I want to more mainstream. Yeah. yeah. You're like, am I getting sucked into this porn community? See, I got sucked into the porn community. <laughs> did you did. do? Did yes. you do porn? No. Nope. Oh no. But the but I did. I do a YouTube channel, and the, during you know I've interviewed a lot of porn stars because it, sex is interesting. It is. And I mean, the thing is, it's like, it's a weird balance, though, because I 
Well, when I told him I would do it, what I said, this is the truth. I said, I will do it, but I want to do it from my own point of view, meaning I want to do it like someone that doesn't know a whole lot about this and is a little more innocent. And you were super funny, though. You you were funny, though, because you said something about uh, I watch porn. My, My husband or boyfriend didn't or something like that. It was very funny. Thank you. It's so funny because I still do some of those jokes every once in a while when I'm on the rogues. I like them so much. Someone that bit about when you see a porn star in public and they're your favorite, yeah, yeah. you know, like actor and you don't know what to do is like still a bit. I do. Oh, I, wait, Cam doesn't know. Keep going. I, I something like <laughs> I, I just I just said, like, it's weird if you it, porn is becoming so mainstream now that the porn stars are just like any other famous person. But it's weird because if you see them in public, you can't really yeah, acknowledge awesome. it. Like, what do you like? You go up to me like, can I get a picture with you? <laughs> yeah. No, down here. Put your dick on my shoulder. Like, pretend it's a pair. <laughs> like, you can't do that. But uh, it's just I don't know. That whole thing was bizarre, but it was fun. The thing is, I love porn stars. I do too. They're so, you know why? Because they're open-minded. They're free. So, they're yeah. so cool. Yeah, they don't judge you. Right. They're that, fun. That's how I went down that road. Because yeah. I really like people that just have no like inhibitions no and love sex. Yeah. They don't, I mean, people think, oh, they have to do it because, you know, I got a family in, you know, Taiwan, they have to support it. No, most, most of the ones that I've interviewed love doing it for the sake of doing it. They love what they're doing. A lot of them do. And I mean, the thing is too, that people don't realize is that if you ever are on a porn set, it's no different from shooting any other like film. So you've been on a porn set? Oh yeah, I've been on them a lot because when I did my Playboy TV show a couple oh, right. times, we would shoot on porn oh, sets okay, for okay. different things. But one time there was a storyboard. I will never forget. There's a porn storyboard with like stick figures of the different shots and scenes. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was just so surreal because I'm like, it's not what people think. It's so not sexy when you're there watching. It's really not. And it's, it's actually really <laughs> difficult, especially for the men. To keep that heart on for like, can you imagine, Cam? You got to keep a heart on for like forty-five minutes. Straight. I think they use a lot. As long of, as it's not touching anything, it would work. It would, I think it'd be fine. For I me. can't imagine Cam as a porn star. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. Well, you I'm probably glad. shouldn't. Yeah. Thank you for not <laughs> trying. I don't know why you are thank trying. Thank God. Mother. That would be creepy. You guys would have to end this podcast. No, I, 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 no because of the, the other issue, which is like he's always he's openly talking about some issues that he's had. You know, with like getting I come excited. quicker than I want to sometimes. <laughs> she she uh, makes fun of me for this. I don't make fun ideal. of him, but just we kind of like talked about it a lot. Every guy comes quicker than he wants to sometimes. Well, most of the time. It, it depends. <laughs> I've worked through it. We're, we're good. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think this is actually a great time for a free <laughs> commercial, commercial break. break. <laughs> Cam, are you losing your hair? My hairline might be receding, yes. And what are you going to do about this? I don't mean to laugh. I actually went to Keeps.com. What is that? Keeps makes these hair loss prevention medications that they will prescribe to you. I spent five minutes. I answered a few questions. What type of medications are you talking about? These are the generic versions of the two most common FDA-approved hair loss prevention medications. Awesome. So if, it's for men who have hair, but they see it's kind of like thinning or it's, it's falling out. So and they want to keep it. I get it. There it is. I had a very simple time getting these medications. And so you don't have to go in and get a doctor to prove it. You don't have to go into a doctor's office but Keeps has doctors that will review your information and then prescribe you the right treatment for you. I mean, this is the best part of the whole thing. And then it's much cheaper. It's only like a dollar a day. Well, I knew that would be right up your alley. Very up my alley. What about your friends? I thought that... My friends love these medications. They they literally swear by these things. That's perfect. Yeah, so to receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash mom. 
That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash mom. That's a free month of treatment at keeps.com slash mom. Keeps, hair today, hair tomorrow. Thank you to our sponsor, smilingdick.com. What a perfect place to talk about it. Yeah, because we were just talking about how my premature ejaculation issues are... I'm, I'm taking an active approach and solving these issues. Well, to be honest, they're not... Okay. You're not there yet. They're not issues currently but uh because he's getting in control of his dick using the device called smiling dick well the device is actually called prolong oh really it allows you to prolong your stamina who doesn't want to last longer in bed i mean really i don't know any guys that there's some guys no no i know some guys who are ssris okay if you're on a medicaid but most guys at one point in their life are going to have a little quick come Quick drama go. Yeah. If you're coming quickly, you want to last longer, try out this training program. It's a six week trial. If you don't like it, you know if you're not you're not uh, completely satisfied, you can get your money back. That's right. So go to smilingdick.com, enter promo code MOM for fifteen percent off. And we're back with Kate Quickly. Hello. Um <laughs> Hello. So how how does your comedy life affect your sex life? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> well, that's on me, though. It wouldn't have to if I didn't let it. So how do you let it? I mean, what I mean is, like, um, I'm very open talking about my love life and my sex life and my dating life on my podcast and on stage. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, it it scares a lot of guys. That's intimidating. Do you tell people right oh, away, yeah. just so you know, you, like the people that don't know your comic, you meet them in a bar, you t- say right away, um... I do stand up and I may be talking about how I gave you a head tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely it's don't assumed. do that. It's I assumed. Don't do that. It's very rare for me to meet someone that doesn't know what I do at this point. And I don't mean because they recognize me. I mean because I don't go out a lot just like, I wish I did, but I don't have a lot of time to just go out to a bar and meet new people. Usually if I actually have a free night. I but even like if friends. you go on Tinder or something and they don't know who you are. Are um, you on Tinder? I don't go on Tinder because... Uh, no, I don't go on Tinder. I'm on it, but I don't use that at this point. I'll tell you why. This is going to sound maybe arrogant. I hope it doesn't. But the reason is because anyone I meet on any social, I mean, on any dating app is going to go look me up on true. social media. Yo, that's true. That's and true. And it immediately brings up a billion questions I have to answer <laughs> I don't want to, or they assume things based on my public brand that isn't necessarily true. Like, for instance, I love sex. I'm a freak. I like dirty sex. I like threesomes. I like to fucking alleys. I like all kinds of shit, but I'm not promiscuous. I'm very selective. So like people assume because I talk so openly about sex that I'm easy Mm. or that I don't want to date you. So right away, they look at my Instagram. They see my podcast. I've had guys that I've dated. And because that, I sometimes make guys wait longer than I probably would if it wasn't the case. Because I want them to see what I'm really like. And I've had guys, even after that, when we finally do have sex, at some point be like, well, you know, if you don't want guys to think you're just a good time, you should probably change the way you dress. Change your Instagram. Oh, oh, wow. And I would like say, fuck you very much. I do. I do. (laughs) (laughs) That's why, like, it's hard to... Because, you know, how you were saying when you get in an Uber, you ask Mm -hmm. the Uber driver the same question. When I go out with someone that doesn't know much about comedy or the business it's like doing a podcast 
they ask all the same questions. We, yeah, we get yeah. that a lot, though. We get, the, and I even get that with my own boyfriend who I've been with for 10 years. He doesn't sometimes understand the boundary lines because really, where are they? Are you, are you, you're saying like, oh, you talk about this in the podcast, so why can't I t- ask you this? Yes. He doesn't sometimes know, like he doesn't know where to draw the line with us. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like even a great example, like I do a joke on stage where I basically talk about the Me Too movement and the joke is just basically, I mean, I don't want to do my bit on here because then it's out there, but like I basically just do a joke saying how, you know, assault is terrible, but some of the stories like jerking off in a plant and you end up with an Oscar. I'm like, I would watch you guys jerk off for a Chipotle gift certificate or whatever, right? Like it's a joke, a total joke. But people come up to me after shows sometimes and be like, hey, are you serious? You can, I'll give you a hundred bucks to watch me jerk off. And I'm like, are you fucking for real? It's, clearly it's a joke but then at the same time it's like you can't get too mad at them because you are saying the joke so do you feel in like with all this me too stuff and like the crazy especially in within comedy there's some crazy shit going on with regard to sex so is it does this shape does it, do you feel a little more restricted in what you can talk about on stage or are you like ooh, what if the audience thinks this or no you don't give a fuck no I, I love care. that you don't give a fuck I don't care. I used to care about way too much. I mean, I used to care what everybody thought of me on a personal level, on a respect level, audience. And then I finally realized I just talk about what I care about, meaning whatever I think about the Me Too movement, my most real honest opinion is what I'm going to give. And if you don't like it, it's okay. Find somebody you like better. Mm. Leave. I don't care. You're not my audience. That's fine. You give zero fucks and that's our manifesto. It's because I don't, it's, you it know is. what I think it is? It's because it's this, people don't believe this, but I have been through a point in my life where I was making a lot of money. I had a husband. I feel like I was kind of living the American dream. I had a place, had a lot of money. I was traveling the world. I had a husband, but I wasn't fulfilled. Like I didn't, hadn't found like what makes me really tick. And then I found it and then I made way less money but I was way happier. That's the definition of success. Yeah. And I just realized that I am not motivated by money or things. I'm really not. You come to my house. I have like 10 pairs of shoes, like total. Like I'm not a like, I'm, material. I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I had the same thing you did. Unfortunately, um, Cam's father and my husband passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but it's like my current boyfriend's like, I, I can't wait to buy you a big house. I'm like, I don't want a big house. I don't want to be taking care of any big house. Yeah, he said the same thing to me. I'm like, what the what? fuck? What I the have f- no desire for, I, I wear the crappy clothes. I mean, they look nice, but they're not designer. I, I know well, you're beautiful, so you can wear whatever you want. <laughs> well, I can say the same about you. Well, but thank you. The point you. is that it, it just like, I can be with my friends and they're like, oh, I can't wait to go to this Hermes store. I'm like, what? what, what? I don't even know how to pronounce Hermes. I'm the same way. It's like, it's weird because, now I will say, I wouldn't move into a bigger house Maybe I'd cha- maybe I would get a condo at the beach in, in Venice or something instead of Hollywood. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I agree with that. You know what that. I mean? Like I maybe, but it's because lifestyle. It's because I yeah. like the beach. It's not because I want a nicer place or a bigger. It's not for image. Yeah, I just. I've it's never, for comfort. It's I've for comfort. I've never been driven by that, and I've never been driven by when I was young, very young, like a kid. I thought, oh, I want to be famous, and now, like, I have friends who are so famous and just as miserable as anyone else yeah, I know more miserable yeah and it's like but I also have friends that are famous that it doesn't affect them and you'd never know they were famous and like mm. so I think it's really like it's not about any of that shit it's just about doing what makes you happy and that's why if someone doesn't like me at this point I go that's cool I have this if this is the most I ever get in life I'm like I've gotten a lot 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm so impressed because it literally took me over 50 to get to that philosophy, which is still better than most of 90% of my friends. They still haven't gotten there. And you're doing it at your age. I don't even know how old you are. I'm 35. I mean, amazing. And Kim, so Kim's ch- younger than you and he already gets it. I don't know if it's even, because I don't think it's age. I think it's life experience. It is. It's like just, you went through that. You lost your father. Like going through the divorce was like really traumatic. Like I think when you go through something like that, sometimes it really makes you wiser. Like you learn, like it changes you, you know? Yeah. I've often said that that is like, I th- it, it is so going through like a serious trauma or tragedy is like so groundbreaking and, and like mind opening that I will find myself attracted to people who, without even knowing their backstory, I'm like, oh, there's the depth there that can only come through deep suffering. When my husband passed away, I only, this is, I don't even know if I told you this, uh, Cam, but I would, for whatever reason, find younger guys that may, that was mostly because I knew there was nothing serious that's going to really happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're much younger, but they all had like a deceased parent. Huh. Interesting. So that's like, and you wouldn't even know. I did not know. Well, there's. They say there's so much science behind stuff like that in yeah. chemistry. Like, like, um, I feel it now. There's a guy. I just slept with him the other night. <laughs> Such a piece of shit. Was he good in bed though? Oh, he's the best. We're the best <laughs> together. That's why. But the thing is, it took me so long to realize. But this guy, we've been hooking up for five or six years. Like pretty much. Five, I think five years. Like since almost right after my divorce. Right. It's always on and off. We dated for a little bit. We couldn't be together because, I mean, I had my issues back then because I was very young in dating and I was like too jealous, whatever. But he is still psycho jealous to the point of like pays attention to every person that comments and on my stuff. Everything he hears, he believes. So we could never date. But we have the sex is so insanely good that every time I see him, no matter how much I'm like, I'm never fucking him again. I'll just see him somewhere and be like, oh, but it's weird. Cause I was, I was actually telling Joey Diaz that I was laying in bed next to him. He doesn't even have to touch me. If our arms are like this close together, I can feel oh, shit. Energy. the energy between us. Right. And I started thinking, cause I read a book not that long ago. And it was talking about that energy. Yeah, it's hard and to describe. It's a chemistry. It's chemical, but it was this book was saying it's psychological that when mm. you are around someone that innately your psyche knows this person is toxic. Like this person fills some void mm. that is missing in your life. So like I started thinking it's so true with that guy because that guy is basically my dad. I mean, personality-wise, like there's so many like things. narcissistic? Well, no, he's just, I mean, hey, no, my dad will get so mad at me for saying this stuff. Like, what are you calling your dad out for being narcissistic? <laughs> you don't no, know I the just, dad. Well, I, I don't know what you no, mean by No, like, I mean, my dad, like, uh, is, for one thing, he's an addict, but he's uh-huh. on and off, and so is this guy, but on a deeper level. Like, I mean, my dad would not show up for things he said he would show up for. And this guy, this guy turned out to be very much like my father, but I never could have known at the beginning. But the book says Mm. when you feel that kind of intensity immediately, which I did with him, that it's a sign that that person won't be a good match for you dating wise. Oh, great sex. Great sex. But like, I, and it doesn't, is he that good looking or are you just like, Okay. He, this guy's really, really good looking, but he's short. <laughs> short. He's not like he's not like if you saw him in a bar, maybe immediately you would go to him. But like he's he is hot. I'm not gonna lie, his body's good. He's a little short, but everything. Is he else. funny? Yeah, he's really funny. He's really talented. It's all he's sexy. He's charming. Yeah, yeah. He's got it all. Yeah. 
but it's just what I'm saying is you with those young guys yeah, that, there's something there that your psyche knows I think it was like I, I had this need to nurture and they had the need to be nurtured maybe or something yeah something along those and lines and you just I don't know do you agree mom with the idea that like if you find someone really enticing right off the bat then it's an indicator not to go they, towards them Mm. no okay <laughs> all right moving like, on. <laughs> for, for, for me it's weird because it's only happened in my life a handful of times that i would meet a guy and just want to fuck him so badly that i could feel it or be like the last guy that i dated dated that ended up being like the worst decision dating wise of my life i will never forget the first night i met him we hugged I felt like, oh, I just want to cuddle this guy. I just oh, want to cuddle him. I didn't want to fuck him. I was like, I just want to put yeah. my head on him and cuddle him. And he ended up being the biggest Dude. sociopath. Yeah. Like, I'm not <laughs> yeah. exaggerating. So I'm yeah. like, that's me. I'm attracted to that. It's crazy. To, to insanity. Well, yes. I think that there's a, sometimes you're attracted to drama too. And I think I'm attracted to drama. I'm attracted to risk takers. I kind of think I know what my type is. I also knew when I was with certain guys just having sex they were such assholes and I knew there's no way I'd ever want to be with this guy, but I might as well have sex with him because he's good and bad and he's attractive and he's got that. See, I'm attracted to that a narcissist sexually, but not in a relationship. See, it's weird for me because the guys that I've just had sex with, no matter how hot they are and how good they are in bed, it'll never be quite as good. Like I, I hooked up with this porn guy. Uh, I've hooked up with a few porn stars. But oh, I, oh, I, man. oh, everyone I, knows I this about that. me. Everyone knows this about me. I tried to date one. That Derek, was a disaster. Derek, the first name? Uh, I'm not telling who it was, oh. but I've never told who it was. But uh, he's not who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. But I, there was one that we would hook up. And the guy is so good in bed. I mean, if I, he's perfect. Technique-wise. Perfect. Just exactly what I like in every aspect, but there was always something that didn't make me go like, "Ooh, like I'm mm, so into it." Because he's acting. I, I mean, a little maybe, but like I think it's because if I don't have some kind of like actual feeling of wanting to date you, I don't know. I, I think I can't get as turned on. Yeah, this is it. This has been coming up for the past twenty nine years for me, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's 29 this, this is the hardest thing in the world to i think especially guys are like told yeah you should just be wanting to fuck anything like unless unless you're like a cock right like right. most that's like the general social idea the and fuck i'm boy phenomena yeah. and i'm like yeah. no no if there's not an emotional connection what are we doing here what I mean, yeah, we're just fucking. It's it's like such a a finite game. Like I'm, we're gonna, there's gonna be a, an ejaculation and that's it. <laughs> and it might be quick. And it might be very quick in certain situations. Yeah, I've never just had sex though with anybody that I didn't at least like. Even if it was someone I fucked the first night, at least we talked for a few hours. I, there had to be something I yeah, felt yeah. like some kind of. I, I, I'm like must be a, a slut or something because I didn't have to have the two hour talk first. <laughs> that doesn't make you a slut. It just makes you. I just I started so late in the game, and then I don't know. I started late. I was in my forties. This is the second time around. I'm talking. Actually, no, uh, I shouldn't say that. I grew up like in the days of like in the eighties, seventies. I'm talking about when I was having like sex before marriage type of thing, and um, we didn't really have to. Ha you have to have a basic friendship, maybe. I don't know. 
I mean, I don't know. I guess I just, I just, it's probably just because how you're brought up is so drilled into your brain. And then it took me a while to kind of like now, if I, if I want to like, there's been guys that I've met that have been like, I'm not looking to date. I just want to get my hands on you. And I'm like, well, let's have a drink and see if there's chemistry, but I have to have a drink. I could never, I could never just see a hot guy on a dating app and be like, come to my place. No, I, I would, just no, couldn't do it. No, no, no. I couldn't do that either. But people I, I, do. I misunderstood what you were saying. Then. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I for, couldn't do that. There was a football player in San Francisco who was like a hot 49er that I was like, God, he's so fine. I totally want to like go out with this guy, but I knew I didn't want to date him. But I was like, let's meet for a drink. <laughs> but meet for a drink to me is like the tester. Like, I can't just fuck him unless i meet him and there's chemistry oh yeah mental because otherwise it's like oh my god this is like a dumb fuck this this is what even nina hartley nina hartley came out to the show yeah. big porn star she kind of was like hey cam i'll give you some sex lessons <laughs> or me. something me. along Aww. those lines and I, and then so eventually I, after months of there's a podcast episode about this by the That's way hilarious. i was like all right i'll we'll see what the, this might be an interesting experience so I texted her and even she wanted to get a lunch beforehand to discuss what was going to go on and if there was chemistry and shit like that. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. this is someone who's fucked thousands of men. Right. I mean, you, you can't just look at somebody and they see, see if they're attractive or not because on paper they might look attractive. But when you're actually talking to them, you're like, oh, fucking, are you kidding me? But on the other hand, if there's another enough drinks under my belt <laughs> and if we think it's just going to be kissing and I'll yeah. start kissing them, then... It can end up being so. A if you more. can completely delude yourself, then it might work. If if I'm thinking it's just going to be kissing, because I was naive enough to think it would just be kissing for many many times. You would think not like I would get the hint after like two or three times it's going to turn into more. That's than hilarious. But I was like, oh well, we'll so then what exactly is sex? Is sex kissing? Is sex no. more? Is sex blowjobs or? Is yeah. I can just kiss and stop it at that, but I'm really bad at anything between kissing and sex. Like for instance, like once a guy, I, I'll tell a guy, I'll be like, all I can do is kiss you until we're ready to fuck. Because if you touch me anywhere else, we're I know myself. I just know myself. I'm very sexual. Once I get a little turned on, I have a so like super addictive personality. I think that's why I've had any level of success in this business. It has nothing to do with talent. It has a, to do with the fact that. I am such an addictive type personality that I get addicted to everything, whether it's comedy, work, the gym, fucking. <laughs> so once you touch me, if it feels right, I'm going to be hooked on that. I'm not going to want, I can't say no. I can't say no. I'm just a girl who can't say no. That's the truth, man. So I, that, yeah. that drama thing, when you guys were like, oh, that drama is a big turn on to me, uh, yeah. I felt... Uh, very the opposite <laughs> that that could not be further from the truth for me if i know that there's going to be any drama at all i will run, run for, for the, the hills. hills yeah i hate drama too oh so i thought well, no oh you were i'm not turned on by drama I, I'm not talking about like oh god it's, it's so hard to say about drama i mean it's just some heat fire there's got to be like a spark there like a like a little bad boy type of feeling like i can't do like just a, a little danger that, yeah a little risk an, like a guy edge. that like a guy that will like this is my husband the first time i met him there was someone peeing in the alley and i walked in i'm like <laughs> can you go help me because some I walked to my car because someone's peeing and without a doubt he just ran out there and like helped me and i mean i I'm, thought you were gonna say that your husband was the guy that was peeing <laughs> in the alley peeing. and this no, was gonna be the later best on, story. we ended up getting married i got into the peeing thing no um <laughs> 
you know, it's just, I like the fact that he just didn't even flinch, just went right out there where most people would be like, I'll, I, before I go out and defend you, I'm going to go get like a, you know, a bodyguard or a gun or something. Aww. So, so you need to, to me, I need someone who is like street smart and is like not scared to do stuff like that. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, you know what I think it is for me is, that, you know, darkness is attracted to light and light is attracted to dark. I'm very light. I like too. Yeah. So yeah. I'm attracted to dark, but I'm getting better. And like, cause I need the light. No, I'm just, I found that I'm very attracted to dark souls, like dark damaged. I think it makes <laughs> me feel more healthy somehow i go like man cool. or it gives you purpose like or, oh i can bring this person up a little bit yeah something like that like i'm a very and i'm very forgiving like because i'm very open-minded so and i'm an empath so wait can, when's your what's your zodiac sign sagittarius ah yeah but i really feel like i can <laughs> well, no, what is that no, she's so playful and then she's also like she puts her foot in her mouth a lot of times that's a sagittarius thing to do yeah <laughs> she puts her foot I in do. her mouth sometimes i really do it's insane but i don't know i'm just i can see both sides of almost any situation and so sometimes i do that too long in relationships but you know truthfully it's weird because i'm getting better like i'm at a turning point i feel i'm so focused on my career right now guys are literally the absolute least important thing in my life and I'm treating them that way mm. and it's helping me. <laughs> it really Would you is. you say that you're like similar in that mindset right now, Kim? That, because you got so much going on in your life? Uh, yeah, that's, that's I think, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the reasons that, that you're right. reluctant to get intimate because like what if I get intimate and then what if it's going to be a relationship? I don't have time for a relationship right now because I got so much going on. No. I... <laughs> <laughs> I think All if, right. I think if I found the right person, I would be like very into it. I think finding the right person for me is a very challenging. Well, maybe you wouldn't want to waste time finding that person, basically because of the fact that you don't have a lot of time. No, That's where I'm, I'm going. On. I hate dating. <laughs> I hate it so much. I really do. Why don't you like it's it? It's like a job. It's in a job interview. I'm going on dates with people that I know I'm that's gonna have different. some oh, connection with. That's different. See, that's my thing is like I had a guy that kept trying to ask me out who I don't really know. The thing is. I really, at this point, I want it to be gradual whenever it does happen. I'd rather be someone I see a few times at a party or whatever. We have some connection. Then we go out. I have no interest in going on a date with a stranger. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. starting from zero, I, I already know. I don't have time no, to no. get to know someone new. I just don't. And the odds of it actually clicking. Think like about to take a ads. stranger and for you guys oh, to yeah, click is no. next it's to like, impossible. Well, I would yeah. say like 10%. Especially knowing that that there are other people like that you could easily find, like you can find people so easily. We now. have weird lives too. Very strange. So you either need someone whose life is in this business and equally as kind of odd, or it's going to take you so long to make yeah, them get it. That's yeah. very true. You know, yeah. my boyfriend he's gotten into like understanding my lifestyle for like ten years already. You know, he yeah. knows wherever we go, he's going to be taking a lot of pictures, or he's going to be like standing in the background, or whatever. He's going to be comfortable with the fact that guys are you know asking me about sex right were you talking about uh the type of stuff you're sharing or just the lifestyle of like traveling as a comic and things like just that? all of it well, that's all true too it. you don't have to have a boyfriend you just have friends with benefits i mean i have had a few friends with benefits but this is the problem and you tell me what you think because i really really mean this i've had a few friends 
that once we have sex, the guy always worries the girl will get weird. The girl will catch feelings or act different. It's always, in my experience, the guy that gets weird. Uh-huh. I don't even mean necessarily catch feelings, but they never act the same ever in my experience they either yeah. only talk to you about sex after that there's no more friendship if you do try to act like you were before like friends with them they worry that it's dating or you have feelings or something or they just i don't know like i've had it a few times where i've been friends with someone and i hate to admit this but if i'm buzz drunk or a little high and i hook up with a friend in my mind it's almost like it didn't happen like i remember <laughs> it but i never will yeah. have feelings i had, this, I had the same thing it was right? that's what i'm saying it, it, it's not feelings it's like uh, you can't just be friends with someone for a long time and not eventually like be in bed like just hanging around and then the next thing you know like you're just you're touch, fucking you're, you're touching each other and then it, well, well, well i'm gonna stop right there you're not gonna stop with just a little touch, yeah. touchy feely thing you're gonna yeah. just come on let's just have sex what's the big fucking deal it's no big right. deal but then afterwards it's like oh now there's this thing we can't really see each other again well that's what i'm saying it's like for me it's happened now a few times and it frustrates me because the guys are never the same so, so can men and women just be friends without having sex I have a lot of guy friends I've never had sex with. Like what you're saying right now, actually, like I do have guy friends I, I haven't with because for me, like if that intense chemistry isn't there, even buzz, like I don't, I don't do it. But I will say, I don't know if men and women can actually be friends with benefits. I think once you fuck, the friendship part is never true friendship again until you stop fucking and one of you moves on hmm. it has ruined my friendships doesn't mean i don't like the guy but like for instance i have a buddy we've been friends forever we fucked twice the first time we had sex he got weird and every time <laughs> i'd hit him up to hang as a friend or whatever he wouldn't he wouldn't bite until the next time i'd see him out we'd both be buzzed again or partying and then we fucked again and he even said to me before are you gonna get weird what last time it, last time it got weird it's called and projection he said you were he gonna said it and weird. i said you're the one that got weird yeah I yeah he projected his feelings onto you yeah i go nothing's different on my end and guess what we fucked and after <laughs> that he got so weird and i was like that's it we are never fucking again i was like you are driving me i was like because there was some but party. are you still friends with him now well that's the thing it's in a weird place right now because like a couple days later there was this party and I heard about it later and I go, why didn't you tell me about that party? Because I knew he was there and he knows the kind of party I would go to. He goes, well, I had a girl with me. I thought it'd be weird. I'm like, why? <laughs> We've been friends forever. Who well, gives you know it? what yeah, that yeah. is? That means that you need to have the talk. I tried. You just have he, like a talk even before you have sex. I think there's some people. I did. Yeah. I, I think and they just can't deal with it. When he said, will it get weird? I said, not for me. We can be friends. We can hang every once in a while. It and got weird for him. It did. Yeah, but that's always what happens. That's why I don't think you can really be friends with Ben. It's benefit. a whole one Harry Met Sally thing. I think it's very dependent on the person. For some people, sex means like a lot to them. For this guy, clearly has there's some emotion. There's some there's sex is tied with shit in his life. Obviously, some as, as yes. most, you know. So, but some people might be. But he fucks hookers too. Oh my god! So that this, might be easier for yes, him. Yes. Yeah. Because he's, he's totally a clear, devoid no of it. emotional he's connection. But that. maybe with, with a friend, he's like, oh, what if this is becoming a relationship? Or what if, you know. Uh, yeah, he, maybe. So, and but, maybe but, he's worried about his own like feelings, like he might be attracted to you most emotionally and physically. So he might be like, oh, I'm getting attracted to her in both ways. And right. I'm scared about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it might be Who his knows? own. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I said projection. He sounds like he's projecting his feelings he, onto he you. He could be scared of yeah, So you think, though, that you. I would say that 
pals with benefits can exist, acquaintances <laughs> with benefits, but I don't think friends. <laughs> ah, that's my question. Can friends, true friends? I think it might be right because that's why I was saying like young. I was attracted to younger guys. I knew they're not going to be like a like really my true friend. It was mostly going to be a casual sex thing, and then that's you can just kind of like cut. You can be right? detached. Yeah, because friends is someone like I have guy friends that I'll text about other guys. I might come over if I'm upset, and they'll make me feel better. And, and we'll you don't be want to worry that they're going to mm-hmm. be friends. Yeah. That's very. But could true. you fuck those people? And it stays like that? Nope. Because then it turns nope. into a relationship. Because they're such a good friend, then yeah, and they're going to bed. Right? Why wouldn't it just turn into a relationship? But then? for me, I can do it with certain guys. Because if I only fuck them, it's weird. But if I only have sex with someone, I'm telling you, when I'm drunk or a little high, like if I do a little Molly or something, like a party. <laughs> oh, a little Molly. Whatever. I never party. did a little Molly. Well, but, sometimes, but like if you're high, yeah. Certain friends will party. And then we'll have sex. To me, it doesn't count. It doesn't and count. There's I, a, you're in a different mindset. It's I, like you guys are different people. Molly, right. I mean, like with, you can fall in love with a freaking janitor. That's what I'm saying. But then for Wait, me, that doesn't count. You can't fall in love count. with janitors. No, otherwise? I'm not like, I just looked outside. I thought I saw a janitor. So I love that you said a janitor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, no, there's no, no janitors like, out there, mom. <laughs> you know, I would fuck a janitor just, right now. Yeah. <laughs> if you're on Molly, you'd fuck that janitor. No, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you'd fuck... Almost anything if you're on Molly. Yeah, the way it's like sort of like MDMA, which is what I did in college. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not like I, I understand what that is. Yeah. I guess what <laughs> I mean is just. I've me, never done it though. For you're me, talking it, ecstasy, right? It keeps me from having feelings. Like for oh. me, it keeps me from feeling the emotional attachment. So whenever I've had oh, sex so on something like that, the next day, it doesn't really feel like anything happened from the day. I mean, I know it. Because it, it was an out of body experience. Kind of. Yeah. I've had very different experiences on Molly where I fall completely in love and I'm like, oh, this is my soulmate. Even afterwards, this is this is the love of my life. I've seen her <laughs> real soul and and but we're never able to get back there because I'm like you're never that's, high with her again. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You don't do Molly every time you're together. Yes, yeah, you that's just the have problem. to stay in, you have I to know, do Molly, have to a Molly a day. state of enlightenment. No. Just say no. Just <laughs> to drugs. <laughs> and you will on drugs. fall in love with people that you don't want to be falling in love that's with. That's what I think. That's what I was saying that it just it seems like it, I'm that's the, the reason. I'm the opposite. You don't fall in love with the people that you you're, I mean in you the moment it feels like love or whatever, yeah. but the next day I wake up and I go, "Oh, huh. Can't believe we did that. Got to go to work." That's it. Oh, and you're able to just walk on by like that? You can move past it? I mean, yeah, yeah. I think for the 99% of the time, if that, oh if it was like, but I'm just saying these are the times when that's it's how been Qua- a that's what That's how quaaludes were like. Oh my God, you are so funny. You and Joey Diaz with the quaaludes. Every time I see him, he's like, I would give this bitch a quaalude. We'd take a quaalude together. We, yeah. We would roofie each other. <laughs> that's what it was like though. It really was. It was like, oh, you do a quaalude? It's like anybody could be attractive. You know, You wa- I remember walking up to this, just a friend in a bar, and I like just did a quail and I started making out with this guy. I'm like, what was I thinking? Just make out with a random guy that you're friends with because you're on a quaalude. Yeah, I it, mean. It's like all the great parts about being drunk without the without the after effects, the hangover and everything else. Don't do quaaludes, those guys. There. I don't even just think they make them anymore. Well, if they did, I'd take they one. They don't, but I know there's people that have some in storage in certain storage units. Oh, right? damn. Really? Oh, my God. Don't go robbing don't, storage units And either. don't tell my mom about what those are. Don't tell me about that. Well, I'll hunt them down. No, oh you know God. what? They got to be terrible. I mean, they, they, they're I just skin it. They, they, it's like from like 30 years ago or something. I don't know, man. The I haven't really things. tried one, to be honest. I really don't know. You're missing out. I'm afraid. No, Jesus. I don't think You're so. You're not going to get one. Just, they don't make them anymore. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. She some, <laughs> oh, she me. knows some shit. Oh, she knows some shit. I mean, I don't know. I I'm just, gonna hunt you I can't down. say anything on No, here. okay, but whatever they are, they're not like the real things because I know they don't make those anymore. They don't. <laughs> Let's end this conversation. Anyway, all right. How do your parents respond to your material? They're, they could not be better, both of them. Oh, my wow. My mom and dad, they're so oh, we, I would love to call your parents. Yeah. my. You know, I've tried to get my mom to do this. my podcast. She, she won't come on? She's just not that person. She doesn't want to be on camera. She doesn't. Every once in a while, I'll get her in an Instagram video. It's the best I can do. She won't. But she's the best. She's not. How about your dad? Um, my dad would love it, but I would never do it <laughs> <laughs> because he's too much of a risk because I never know what state of mind because my dad does drink and smoke weed and just like and who knows what you gonna never come know what he's going to be like exactly but he's great too as i've gotten older i learned to accept both of them for what you know you realize at some point that you have already that your parents are real people people put them on a pedestal like my mom and dad are supposed to be xyz perfect and they so hard on their parents at some point you're like uh they're just us but they had kids yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like they that don't know hilarious. more than we know now i'm 35 my mom was 15 years younger than me when she had me like i couldn't have raised anybody as well as she did there's no way yeah so you adjust i think totally so uh if people wanted to find your stuff how do they find you um uh okay katequigley.com is my website and my social media is just at kate q funny that's it and it's funny stuff and it's so thank you awesome have you we asked this to all of our guests have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or vice versa uh no to walking in and no to vice versa nothing thank god thank god no <laughs> gross i just got sick that's well, awesome this is like literally now okay here i go again i i and this time no one's gonna believe me it's like the boy who cried wolf but this, this is one of my favorite interviews i've ever had oh it really is i feel thank like you. such a connection with you thank for whatever reason i don't know you're just so um open thank you that's so sweet i really appreciate it i don't know i'm just I just try to be real. That's it. Yeah. You guys are too, you know? Cool. Thanks for coming on, Kate. Thanks Love for you, ha- Kate. Oh, I almost forgot to say, check out my podcast, Date Fails. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's on so funny. Yes. And if you don't see the video, people are like, why don't you do it every week? I just don't do video every time, but it's always up on iTunes and everything, Spotify, all that crap. And we'll be on there. Yep. Yeah. Thank you to SmilingDick.com for allowing this podcast to happen. You can see where it happens to be uh, a universal issue that people have problems that they come too soon. If you want to last longer, check out their Climax Control training program. It will They'll send you a vibrator, some lube, and uh, a, basically a training manual. To be, It's a practice in how to gain awareness for your penis and when it's about to ejaculate, what are the muscles involved. It'll allow you to hopefully last longer while having sex. Your dick will be smiling. You'll have a little smiling gem down there. So would you, mom, would you want your boyfriend to use this device? I, I think he's already doing it. <laughs> yeah. And he's how already, is it going? He said it's going well. Look at that. Yeah. So who, to, to me, it's really important to have control of your, of your dick. I think everybody should have control. And so this is a way to do it. Go to smilingdick.com, enter promo code mom for 15% off. Let us know how you like it. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. 
You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.